I think it was Rabbis and Rivka, the wife of Reb Marash, that uh, she once was asking for something as a child, and they didn't want to give it to her because was it there? It wasn't appropriate at the time to give it to her what she was asking for. So she, but um, so they gave her something else, and so she gave her something else. So she stopped crying. She said, "I'm not stopping to cry. I'm just taking a break. But I'm not stopping." So. I don't want to stop your chaltzu. I want to continue your chaltzu. Uh, God willing, but today uh, we'll learn something else. But hopefully, not even taking a break, but continuing the uh, theme of Avos Yisrael. We'll learn today a teaching of Rabbi Yitzchak, unbelievable teaching. to you do your own for putting together this teaching in a very clear way, uh, easy to understand. Unbelievable teaching from Rabbi Yitzchak today, because today is the yard site of uh, Rabbi's father, Rabbi Yitzchak, and uh, in this teaching. As in all of his teachings, you, you see the infinity of Torah. You see Mamish, uh, something otherworldly about, about the Torah. It really reinforces your faith into um, the seeing the greatness of Torah and seeing how everything in Torah connects to each other. So this teaching is based on, um, on the Tanya. And when the, I believe it was in, was in um, exiled in Kastrama, he had with him a uh, Tehillim, a Tanya, and a Zohar. And his wife, Representative Hannah, writes an introduction to the. Uh, she, wrote, she wrote a little. little um, she used his Tilim, and she wrote in the uh, first page of the Tilim if, if his Tilim could talk, it would say the story of how many tears were spilled on this um, on his Tilim. Similar way, um, in his Tanya, um, in order for him to be able to write the kind of incredible Torah insights, even without being in exile, it's it's a it's a godly thing. It's something supernatural. How much more so um, being in exile without any references? It's just it's just a supernatural thing. No further ado, I just want to share with you something from Levi Yitzchak. So, in Tanya, in the eighth letter in Geras Hakodesh, the Alter talks about the the verse When you plant a seed, it causes salvation to sprout. So the Alter Rebbe um, focuses on the word zereya, planting a seed. And he uses that word to help understand the impact of tzedakah. He says that um, when you give tzedakah, it, it reaches the source of your neshama. Your tzedakah, the action you do in this world, reaches the source of your soul. And from there, there is a divine flow that comes down to you in this world that envelops your davening with a whole new kind of feeling, a whole new kind of light. And that's why the Gemara says that, that when a Lazar would want to pray, he would first give tzedakah before he prayed. Why do you give tzedakah before he prayed? Because it says in the Pasuk, with, with tzedek, with tzedakah, with kindness, I could see your face. And uh, that says in Tanya, Marash also we know would um, look for a poor person before davening, he said that when you give someone stuck before davening, give them energy, it causes your davening. He raises his hand upward. It says in Yom Yom to show how what kind of energy Hashem gives you by giving stuck before davening. So Salter is exploring the reason why. Why is it that stuck causes such a divine impact? It wouldn't seem um, commensurate that uh, that stuck should have such an impact in this world. Maybe to uh, have impact in the heavenly worlds, but. Uh, but to give a, a, a light in this world, 
The author says that in order to give light to your darkness in this world, it seems, it seems not commensurate to what you've done. So to explain this, the Alter Rebbe says that that's why tzaka is compared to planting a seed. Just like when you plant a seed, there is a far greater produce than the seed itself. So to, um, with tzaka, it reaches a place in heaven, and it, it's like the seed, and it arouses the, um, just like when you plant the seed in the earth, the power of growth, which is, which is latent in the earth, which is dormant, is now uh, invigorated and now causes the seed to sprout. So too, when you give tzedakah, you cause something in your divine source t- uh, to, to shine, to be revealed. So the author gives three parables to explain the impact of the seed. Now, uh, honestly, I, I read through this chapter many times, and I never even noticed really that there were three parables. But there are three parables. And Rebbe's father explains why there are three parables. There's also three titles that Jewish people are given in, the, um, in, in, the, in, this, par- in this section of Tanya. The, the Rebbe Yitzchak also wants to understand why these three titles given to Jewish people in this paragraph. Number three, you want to know, without Rebbe says two of these titles, the Jewish people, they come from the Zohar. One of these titles comes from the Gemara. Why do the two titles come from the Zohar and one come from the Gemara? And why is this relevant? And we'll see that the three titles that were given are connected to the um, three parables. And the three parables are compared, are connected to three kinds of giving. So, what are the three kinds of giving? There's one way of giving is, you have 10% of your earnings, 10% of your net earnings to stock. Another higher level of giving is mitzvah minamuchar. Mitzvah minamuchar means to uh, do a mitzvah in the best possible way. Not to give 20% of your earnings to tzedakah. Then there's a higher level of giving tzedakah. Higher level of giving tzedakah is you give far beyond your nature. Not trying to do the mitzvah in the best possible way. You're just, just giving because of the need. And you're going beyond the fifth. And even though... Huh? A mitzvah and nefesh. Yeah. And even though it says in the Gemara, I'm a vazvez, a vazvez, a you're not supposed to give more than a fifth to tzedakah. So Baal Shem Tov said that the word mevazvez comes from the word spoils of war. If you're giving stuck in a way that spoils of war, you're fighting with yourself, you don't want to do it, then, 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 then that was the meaning of, the, of what was established in the city of Usha, not to give more than a fifth. However, if you're giving stuck with, with happiness, then you're certainly allowed to give more than a fifth. And also, um, the, it says in chapter 3 in Gersh Tshuva, Altimus speaks about how when you give stuck um, to rectify something that was missing because of some mistake you made, so uh, just like you would give, you give money to medical bills, you wouldn't think, oh, is it a fifth, is it a quarter, is it a third? As long as it's for you, it's for your own, for your own soul, so you wouldn't care about if it's, if you wouldn't make a calculation, you'd give a lot more. So for that reason, Altar says to, uh, you should give more. But Altar also says there's a difference, though, in, in when you give more, what that's called. Um, the talks about Maisat Tzedakah and Avesat Tzedakah. He says Maisat Tzedakah, the action of Tzedakah, refers to what you do usually. And Avesat Tzedakah, and the service of Hashem Tzedakah, that's when you're going beyond your nature, to give far beyond your nature. So when you're working to give, I mean, I don't know how that fits with the teaching of the Baal Shem Tov. Baal Shem Tov said, when you're giving with pleasure, but maybe you're... Uh, Maybe just against the nature of your body, but it doesn't mean it's not with pleasure. Just like when people like exercise, right? They they enjoy the exercise, even though they're really like straining their body. But um, 
So the author says that when you do maisat tzedaka, when you do the action of tzedaka, so it causes a uh, a divine response, a divine flow, a divine revelation. Yeah, but when you do avedus tzedaka, this is in chapter twelve of Gersa Gersa Kedush, the twelfth letter of the Alter Rebbe in the back of Tanya. Says when you do avedus tzedaka, that that causes not just divine flow. Alter says that we have a contending force in ourselves. We have the Yitzhahara too. And he says, when you give tzedakah on such a level, of when it's hard for you, it causes Yitzhahara like a sort of like a, I don't know if it's a knockout punch or a TKO, but it's like, he's not going to stand back up unless you deliberately arouse him to go back to his uh, uh, evil things. It, it knocks him out. It, it, it's, it's, um, uh, the, the words of the Pesach are, uh, the action of tzedakah causes peace, and the work of tzedakah, so the word hashkeit, um, the author says, is connected to a different kind of peace where the, um, compared to um, the, uh, the, the wine, where the sediments, the wine go all the way down and the wine is separated from the sediments, so too the evil that may be still in the soul is all the way down and it's not going to bother you unless you deliberately arouse it. Sheikh uh, al shmarav. He rests on his dregs. The dregs are completely, completely separated from the wine and sink all the way down, and the wine on top is pure. So, so when, you give a, when you get stuck on such a level, the shmarim, the dregs, the little bit of evil in your soul, that's, that's, that's gradually extricated and separated until it falls back to its divine source. As it says in the Torah, Hashem sends, uh, it says in the Pasuk, Hashem sends the depth of the ocean all your sins. So that's the benefit of giving stuck on that level, it causes a knockout punch to the evil inclination. So, those two words, Mais and Aveda, Rebbe quotes in other places as well, he notices in Tanya, the reads those words, for example, in chapter 37 in Tanya, the author talks about the coming of Mashiach and the, rever- and the resurrection of the dead. And he says that the resurrection of the dead and the coming of Mashiach uh, are a result all of our work and all of our deeds throughout the exile. So he also points out those two words that, that there's serving Hashem in a regular way. Maisa means something you're always doing. And Aveda, an effort, that's referring to something higher. That's, so the coming of Mashiach is through regular actions. The resurrection of the dead, that, that's something more. So in that way also, the Rebbe's father explains this, um, these three parables that the Altar says in here, over here in Tanya. What are the three parables? There's planting a seed of, um, of grain, let's say if you're planting a seed, and you're causing corn to grow. So he says a lot more corn grows than the seed you planted. Then there is another, another part to the parable where not just there's a lot more in quantity, but more in quality. You plant the seed, and you have cucumbers growing. Cucumbers are far greater than the seed that you planted. And then there is planting a seed, and there's, and there's all kinds of fruit trees Fruits, because that, that is, this fruit is incomparably greater. This, this, this luscious fruit that's produced from planting the seed is, is a whole different, um, it's not just, it's a, a greater in quality and, and to a degree, it's a greater to, in a whole different kind of quality. In other words, it's not, of course, cucumbers compared to seed are also much greater in quality, but, but, but compared, to the, um, compared to a fruit tree, that's, that's not as much. So, so what is the meaning of these three parables? Why does Altar say the parable of planting a seed that produces a lot more corn and planting a seed that produces a cucumber, planting a seed that produces a great, delicious fruit? 
So it corresponds to the three titles that the Altar gives to the Jewish people and the three kinds of stock, as we'll see. What are the three titles that the Altar gives? It says, when you give stock, it plants a seed in your divine source. He uses three adjectives for our divine source. One is Knesset Yisrael. The uh, Knesset Yisrael is, is something that's, described, that's one title for Jewish people in the Zohar. Ematata, lower mother, is also a title of the Jewish people in the Zohar. What's Ematata mean? Ematata refers to divine energy in, the, in, in Malchus. It's called lower mother. There is the higher mother, which is a sphere of Bina. Just like in ourselves, there is our understanding. Our understanding is what produces our feelings. So, so understanding is called mother because it produces feelings. And his lower mother, the Sira of Malchus, divine energy in Malchus, which is a source of the world beneath Malchus. So it's called the lower mother because it's a divine source of what's beneath Malchus. And then there is Shechina. Shechina is also called, is also a title for the source of the Jewish people. And that's something which is coming from the Gemara. So the first two titles come from the Zohar. And the third title, Shechina, Shechina means to dwell that's a title the Gemara gives. So he, never his father explains that these two titles are not just um, different names for the same thing, but rather they refer to different sources of the soul. Different, the source, or, just like we say in our prayers every morning, the soul you gave me is pure, you've created it, you've formed it, you've blew, you blew the soul within me. Those words we say are referring to different stations in the soul's journey to this world. The soul originates from the world of Atsilas, and in a sense, the world of creation, where you've created it, where you've formed it, when finally in this world we've blown the soul within me. So, so too, these three titles are also referring to uh, three of them stations of the soul's journey. So, Knesset um, Yisrael, it says in the Sefer Mishas Chsidim, Knesset are the gathering of the Jewish people. That refers to the inner dimension of the world of Atsilos, which the emotional attributes of the world of Atzilus, um, Hashem's kindness, Hashem's, Hashem's, Hashem's uh, so to speak, divine emotions, which are the source for the reason we're able to feel love for Hashem, for example, is because of Hashem's love for us in the world of Atzilus, which is revealed in the world of Atzilus. That's a source of kindness, a source of love. So there are six divine energies in Atzilus, Chesed to Yosayid, and that is also titled by the work of Yisrael. Then there is lower mother. Lower mother refers to again the sphere of Malchus, the divine energy in the world of uh, uh, in the world of Atzilus. But the lowest part of Atzilus, analogous in us, is our power of speech. It's not feelings. It's not how you feel anymore. It's how you express those feelings. Those feelings come out of you, and how you speak about your feelings. That's um, that's Malchus of, um, of Atzilus, where you're expressing in words, or Hashem is expressing in words. The feelings, so they've been crystallized, no longer feelings, like just like, let's say, the feeling of love, of I love you, is different to the way the feeling is beyond words, the way you're able to crystallize and put words to those feelings. It makes it a slower thing. So, the word, lower mother, refers to the divine energy of, of Atzilus, how it descends the lowest part of Atzilus, the world, to the realm of Malchus. So the Rebbe's father says, those two titles come from the, the author points out they come from the Zohar. Why from the Zohar? Because there are four levels of Torah interpretation, and the four levels of Torah interpretation correspond to the four worlds. The simple, wor- the simple interpretation of the Torah corresponds to the world of the- this world, the world of Pshat. Then there is the world of Remes, the world of Yitzira, the world of Bria, 
the world of of drush of, of homiletical interpretation. There's actually a discussion which is higher, remez or drush, which corresponds to bria, which corresponds to yitzira. But be it as it may, the world of atzilus, the highest world, certainly corresponds to the world to the esoteric parts of the Torah. So the Zohar, which is the world, corresponds to the world of the esoteric. That's why the Zohar gives us the titles of the Jewish people as we are source, as our divine source is in the inner world of Atzilus. But then there is the way divine energy departs from the world of Atzilus. Let's say in ourselves, there is our ability to speak, there is the words that we could say in potential, and there's the actual, or there is our breath, let's say, in our mouth. Then there is the way that breath emerges and comes out of our mouth to become actual words. So too, there's a divine energy in the world of Atzilus, which is a power of speech, and there's actual speech that emerges from the world of Atzilus to actually create the worlds beneath Atzilus. So Shechina refers to the divine sphere of Malchus, God's power to speak, as it descends to the world of Bria. So that, that I believe Yitzhak says, that comes from the Gemara. Why the Gemara? So the word Shechina, again, means to dwell. It means, means to descend and to animate and to dwell in something else. So that is um, connected to the um, lower worlds. The, the divine energy that descends to lower worlds, the world of Bria. So the word Gemara is also associated with the world of Bria. Why is the Gemara associated with the world of Bria? Because the Gemara, among other things, but the Gemara also, the word Gemara itself is an acronym for the four main angels in the world of Bria. The four main angels in the, the world of Bria are Gavriel, Mechol, Rafal, and Uriel, spelling the word Gemara. And the first uh, of those four letters is a gimel. Why is the first of the four letters a gimel? Because the um, main energy of the world of Bria is the um, what produces a, a new entity outside of Atsilus that's outside of Galinus, that feels, I mean, the feeling in the world of Bria is certainly dveikos, attachment to Hashem. The Bria is compared to the throne room. The previous Rebbe said the world of Bria is... It's called Efsharismat, it's a possibility of existence. The reason why it's called a possibility of existence is because they don't feel themselves as they exist, there are souls, there are angels there, just like there are people in the throne room. They, they, they exist in front of the king, but they feel enveloped by the king's presence. So too, in the world of Bria, the souls and angels in the world of Bria, they exist, but they don't really exist. It's called a possibility of existence because what's their existence? Their existence is their attachment to Hashem. But be it as it may, that in order to produce some kind of existence outside of godliness, that's through a tzimtzu, that's through a contraction. And that's why the first letter of the four of the word Gemara is a gimel, Gavriel Gvura, the concealment of Galinus. That's also why the word Shechina is numerical equivalent to 385. 385 is also the gematria of Ach, Rak, and Din. Ach, Rak, and Din are words the Torah uses. To, to be exclusive. Ach means, Ach and Rak mean only. So the Torah uses the word Ach or Rak, it wants to say that there should be less than. So too, the attribute of Din, of justice, is about diminishing, not to give fully, but to give what's deserved, to judge. So Ach, Rak, and Din are numerically equivalent to 385 because it's divine energy as it is compromised, as it is limited, as it is lessened, as it descends, from the world of Atsilas to the world of Riyah. And so to the three kinds of, of tzedakah. 
there is staka which a person is giving my sat staka the three kinds of staka correspond to the three titles to the Jewish people because the three kinds of staka have three kinds of um, divine flows that they elicit respectively. One way of giving stock, as you mentioned before, is giving 10%. You give 10% of your earnings, and another kind of giving stock is you give 20% of your earnings. But those are those, both of those kinds of, 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 uh, giving, of, of givings, of generosity, are called maisat stock. They're called a regular giving, something that Jews do all, often. As Altab writes over there in, in chapter 8 in the Gersh HaKadosh, in the 8th letter, he writes that the Jewish people have, by the nature of their divine soul, they have this attribute of kindness. That's why the soul is called the daughter of a coin, because a coin is called the man of kindness. So the soul has this power of kindness in it, and therefore Jews are always doing this. It's something which is part of our nature. So when we give in, as part of our nature, is one response. When we give beyond our nature, there's a different kind of response. We're reaching a different level. Our stock is, is, is planting a different kind of seed. So when we give a tenth, where does that reach? That reaches to the level of the Shechina. <clears throat> Again, Shechina is the way Hashem's light ascends to the world of Bria. And that's why we get, um, why does our tzedakah reach there? Because we're giving a tenth of our earnings, and so too we're reaching the world of Bria, which is a tenth of the divine energy in Atzilus. There is the sphere of Malchus, the divine energy in Atzilus. It descends the world of Bria, so when you give a tenth of what you earn to charity, you're also, your stock is reaching into a tenth of the world of Atzilus. And it's drawing down for you, the, 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 as Altar describes in Tanya, this, the, this, this revelation of godliness in your prayer, you feel Hashem more in your prayer because you gave stock. Why? Because you're drawing down from the Shechina. But only from the Shechina. However, if you give a, a fifth tzedakah, then you get more. Then the divine response is you're reaching the, the hey of Hashem's name. Just like the letter hey means five. When you have a fifth of your earnings of tzedakah, you're reaching the divine energy in the world of Atsilus, the Sfirah of Malchus, as it is in Atsilus, the lower hey. Hashem has four letters in his name. The, the, the lower, the second hey, which corresponds to a fifth, it, uh, which, which means five, is, is what you reach when you give a fifth of your earnings to tzedakah. And when you give beyond your nature, even beyond the fifth, then the divine response is you're reaching the, the Knesset Yisrael. Then you're reaching the divine energy in the world of Atsilus, deep within the world of Atsilus, the level of the Midas of the Zohar of Atsilus, the, 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 the kindness of Hashem in the world of Atsilus, a far, far greater response. And that's why the Alter says that there's three, the Alter gives three analogies of planting a seed. One example planting a seed is where you're planting a seed of, you're planting corn. There's a lot more corn that's grown. So too, when you give tzedakah, the Abisha blesses you to get rich. As it says in the Torah, you give a tenth of your earnings to tzedakah, what happens? Aser to aser. The Torah uses a double expression when it says to give tzedakah. So it says in Gemara, Rabbi Yechanan says, Aser asher. You give a tenth, you get rich. So you gave, you get a lot more, like the corn, you plant the seed, you're getting the corn, getting a lot more. However, we give a fifth, that's why Alter gives a second analogy, the way you reach a higher place, not just you reach the level of Shechina, our title in the Gemara, our title in the world of Bria, but rather you reach the level of Knesset, you reach um, Knesset Yisrael, our title in the world of Atzilus. So that's the analogy of the cucumbers. 
We plant a seed in this cucumbers. A, the Alter says cucumbers are comparable to the seed that's planted. It's, you're getting something far, which is a whole different kind of quality than the seed that's planted. Then the Alter gives a third analogy. What's a third analogy? Third analogy is when you're growing a fruit tree, a luscious fruit, which is far beyond, not just it, it's, it's incomparable to the seed, but it's something which is way, it's, 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 it's a, a quantum leap, let's say, from what you've put in. From the seed that's, that's, that's put in. So too, when a yid gives stuck and we have that stuck with effort, going beyond his nature, so the divine response is he reaches not just to the level of Shekhinah, not just to the level of of um, of Eimatata, lower mother in the world of Atzilus, not just the, the corn, not just the cucumber. That's how he reaches, that's how he causes the divine response of the fruit tree, of the divine revelation of the Midas of Atzilus, and as Altabra says, that's, that, that's something which is, the effect that Hashem gives us in this world, something that is, um, uh, that we're receiving in this world, something fr- from the divine revelation in our davening, that, that's, that's from, uh, it's, it's something which is far beyond what we've put in. We give tzedakah, and the, we experience in this world something from the world to come. We experience in this world, from the world of Atzilus, that's a uh, far greater gift. Anyways, we should help, we should uh, attack, uh, take this to heart and give and give and give. And we should see the divine response of uh, not just Biyas Mashiach, but Chiyas Amesim, Makara Mamash, Lachayim, Lachayim, Racha. And any questions or comments? Yeah. Um, just, just for today, just, just one, one line um, to explain the specific symptom that I mentioned today. The symptom I mentioned today was between the world of Atsilus and the world of Bria. So that symptom has a name, it's called the Parsa. And the analogy that's given for that specific symptom is a parable. The parable for, for that is a parable. Just when a teacher gives a parable to a student, so the, the information that emerges in the world of the student has no comparison to the uh, information the teacher has. So too the divine revelation in Atsilus goes through this curtain called the Parsa before it ascends the world of Bria. And so therefore the divine revelation that shines through this curtain is not just diminished in, qu- in quantity, but it's a whole different kind of light. It's called Urshel Tulda. It's a, it's a light that's been born in the, uh, it, it, from the f- first light. The first light is like a parent so this new kind of light that emerges, a lower new kind of light, down grade B light that emerges in the world of Bria. So it's called, it's, so it's called a, the Parsa, and it's compared to Hashem giving a parable. He, he puts a, such, such a curtain on the light that it produces like a, a, uh, a, a transformation of, of energy it's in a similar analogous way that a, um, as an energy gets passed from a teacher to a student through a parable. Okay, we'll stop here. Okay, hi.